hello to every single one of you out there internet land i am dan selke this is daniel roman we are take the black together we are take the black where we cover all things fantasy sci-fi movies and tv and we are back as usual with a full fun educational edutainment edutational show for you hey morrison hey margaret hey martha hey andrew before we start i just want to mention just because it's obvious so uh, yesterday I had surgery on my uh, lower right eyelid. There's a little bump there. It's a little bruise, a little bad. It's a little bloody. And just, Daniel, I know that your hobby is to make fun of people who recently had surgery, but I don't want any guff from you. Keep I, it it's classy. True. Like, don't call me, Okay. you know, hatchet face. Don't call me scalpel <laughs> boy. Don't call me okay. herpy lid. Just whatever comes to your head, just suppress it. And then scream it into your pillow later. Okay, is that cool? Okay, I think that's good. I will keep any and all uh, comments to myself, which is good because I'm feeling a little slow today. So <laughs> I don't, don't want to be coming up with insults on the fly. I'm just glad that it seems like it went well. Seems like you're okay. And you're here to we talk about nerd stuff again we, today. We here. It, it went well. And thank you, Martha. Just glad you were here. I will say I had surgery. I this is the second of two styes I've had in as many months. I had surgery on the other one a couple of months ago. It grew back. I had to get a shot for that one. So this time, this is gonna take. I've had a lot of styes, not Revenge my entire life, and then just styes out the wazoo for months. But okay, we're here to talk about fun nerd <laughs> stuff. I'm, it's not kidding. Yes. It was a coincidence. I asked the doctors, like, is this? Is this? How did this happen? And they're just like, it just like coincidence. I'm like you did. It happens. Uh, Obviously, you're degree. Coincidence, like being born of Targaryen blood. Nice. How's segue. that for a segue? Excellent. We will start the show as cool. we often do by visiting Westeros. Glad you're here as well, Andrew. Good to see everybody. As always, they're filming House of the Dragon, so there's fun new things to kind of uh, peek in at. By far, the biggest yes. on-set reports that we got um, in the past couple of days, the past week. Uh, is this shot from filming in Wales, where we think we might be looking at the dragon seeds. Daniel, who are the dragon seeds in the context of House of the Dragon, based on the novel Fire and Blood of George R. R. Martin? Yeah, so some mild spoilers here, I guess. Probably, if you've been mild watching spoilers, this show, this fine. isn't going to be spoilers for you, because we, we've talked about this plenty of times. <laughs> um, but So basically, during the Dance of the Dragons, Rhaenyra and the Blacks realize they have more dragons than they have riders. So they want to put out a call saying, if you can come and tame a dragon, ride a dragon and fight for us, we'll make you a lord or a lady and give you lands and titles. And the dragon seeds are basically the hopefuls who turn out to try and claim dragons. And the reason they're called dragon seeds is because a lot of them either claim or think or are believed to have various Targaryen blood so they're bastards uh they have various sordid origins or they're just mysterious trying to claim these dragons so that's the gist this is basically the how to claim how to train <laughs> people trying to get dragons next season um but you it's a big deal they're, train they're big dragons. characters okay. in fire and blood yeah they are okay good how's, how's the dragon season two how to train your dragon no crap right in front of an intended but celebrated Westeros edition. And we have here four folk who, to be fair, this could be a picture of four people on a hill. It's possible. But it seems like yes. just the way 
their frame, the way they're moving around, the way they've been on set, we think it's more important than that. So we have left to right yeah. the four dragon seeds. So some of these actors, fans have identified because they're brilliant. Some they haven't. But it looks like we're looking at, so that's actor Parker LaPayne on the far left. Next to her is Kieran Bew, who we think is playing a character named Hugh Hammer. Not as not as given yeah. name, probably. But, you know, you pick up things when you hammer enough nope. stuff over a period of Hugh the life. Hugh the Hammer. Hugh the Hammer. Hugh Hammer, whatever. Yes. And he, I believe he rides Vermithor, who is the dragon that Damon visited at the end of the first season, who belched a lot of fire uh, in that mysterious, yeah. let me sing a little, little bit to a dragon scene. He's a big, burly King dude. So that's that dragon. One. The yeah. best one is the third person from the left, the dark-skinned woman. Now, there's a, we don't know who that actor is. No one's been able to suss that out, at least. There's a character named Nettles who they have to use because she's just such a great character. Yes. Who is the only dragon seed who like doesn't really have the blonde hair. She might just be a complete rando who manages to bomb with a dragon, even though she has no Targaryen blood, which is just a great, great story. She kind of bonds with this dragon called Sheep Stealer by giving him sheep to eat. And eventually he trusts her. I love that. I I, I love kind of things that puncture kind of this uh, bubble of propriety that the Targaryens have around them, that royals in general have around them. So she would be really, really fun. Yeah. And again, that might be her because, I mean, she's described as a, as a dark-skinned girl who lives on Dragonstone, so it looks like it, but we're not sure. But I would bet some money that that's her. And finally, a dude on the yeah, very end. Same. They think that's actor Leon Okenden might be playing Ulf the White or Ulf Sot. A, and by the way, the dragon seeds, even though they might be of Targaryen lineage, they're all peasants. They're all bastards. They're all like people who are just yes. kind of, you know, sometimes Targaryens get lonely and then they go out to the local villages and they have some fun and then they make dragon seeds. Uh, and Ulf the White or Ulf the Sot <laughs> is a drunk. And again, that might be him. It might be the actor on the far left. Might be a Jennifer version. We're not sure. This is these are we're probably looking at the dragon seeds and i'm just looking forward to it. it's a fun story and I, I i really want them to bring in these other characters to mess around with the established more hoity-toity more up there more grandiose ones what happens when you give yes. random people off the street dragons or nuclear weapons like that that's the story we're that's seeing it. here yeah and it gets kind of yes. crazy and fun which is so compelling Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a compelling thank story. Thank you, Divine, I'm by the way. That really is a good rundown. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, thank you, Divine. Yeah, I'm very hopeful that this they're going to do this well because the dragon seeds are a pretty... It is one of the... Uh, I don't want to say the best parts because the dance has lots of great parts, but it is, it's a notable piece of oh, yeah. the dance of the dragons. Th- and it's one that, like you the, said, because it does flip them. convention... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it flips the conventions on their heads so much that it it is an important thing to have in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so having characters like Nettles would be great. So Hugh the Hammer and Ulf, Ulf the White. Ulf White, Hugh Hammer. I like um, calling him Ulf the Sot because that means he's drunk. I think that's the Ulf, funniest one, but he has, he has, yeah, he has many names. That, that's perhaps the most descriptive. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're important. They They do important stuff and the show could finagle it without them, but we're seeing shots like this. It makes us really hopeful that they're going to include those characters, especially Nettles. Oh, she's so good. Yeah. And so there's one other character who is, or two, I suppose, who are notable among the dragon seeds. And that's Alan and Adam of Hull. Hull. (laughs) 
uh, yeah, of Hull, uh, who are bastards who are speculated to be Lenor's children or Corliss Valerian's children because probably it's well Corlisses. known that Lenor is gay. So they're probably Corliss's. Yeah, maybe Corliss's. And they're not, they're notably not in this picture, but we do know who's playing Alan. It's Abu Bakar Salim from um, Raised by Wolves. Mm-hmm. Adam, there's been a lot of Boy. speculation about whether Lenor was going to take his place in the story. Uh, we've been really hoping that won't be the case. And the most recent speculation is that actor Clinton Liberty is Mm going to be playing Adam. And we don't know that for sure, but we do know that Clinton Liberty is on sets in costume filming because we've seen some pictures. So, Dan, do you think this is Adam of Hull who we're seeing here? I mean, I'm I have hope because at least he's somewhat important, right? Like he's out here in costume. He's there shots of them like with the director um, in different contexts. Obviously, he's playing someone of note, and Adam of Hull is an important character. So I hope it is. Yeah, I still this mystery is still so weird. Like, why is Lanor back? And like a couple of weeks ago, we saw him on set. John McMillan. Now we have someone playing Adam of Hull. Is he taking? Is Lanor yeah. taking back over the role? Is this guy going to do it separately? If if they do have Adam Valerian doing the Adam Valerian stuff, why is Lanor there at all? What's he going to do? I don't know. I am nervous, but yeah. yeah, I hope this guy is playing Adam of Hull. I do wish they'd gone younger, like in the books, but at yeah, least he's there because he has a great story. I want, I told you this yesterday, if I were, because sometimes diversions from the books work and sometimes they don't. They changed Viserys, mm-hmm. King Viserys a lot from the book and it really worked out. It was, it was great. Yes. They, in the first house of the dragon, oh, they changed a lot about kind of the way kind of the aftermath of Viserys's death and how the greens crowned Aegon. I thought it was really bad. Um, so they yeah. had some hits and misses when it came to changes. Uh, is this going to be one of their hits? One of their misses? I don't know. And I'm, I'm a little nervous, but I'm also hopeful because they've earned both trust and trepidation. <laughs> and Yes. Yeah. I agree with you on, on the earning trust and trepidation. I'm hopeful that it's going to be good, but this is, to me, this is one of the biggest questions lingering about the season is mm-hmm. what are they going to do with Adam and Alan Hall? And why are they being so coy about it? Because yeah. like we've gotten an announcement for Alan. So they've made a conscious decision to not announce Adam of no, Hall, Nettles even either. though if he's in the sh- they're presumably shooting scenes however they're navigating it those scenes are underway right now so they're they're keeping it close to the chest and i find that really curious and i it is of the things we know about this season it's the one that i think i'm most nervous about but also most curious about just what they're gonna do um because yeah obviously lanor still being on the board changes things or has the potential to change things significantly um also you just have like a fun shot of you know movie magic these uh yeah some targaryen or someone with silver blonde hair being uh, being followed by men in silly blue spandex suits holding a makeshift dragon head that will be a dragon by the time the SFX puppet is over it. I love shots like this of like behind the scenes just it's good to remind you how yeah. deeply silly uh movie making can look from afar yes nothing drives it home like a picture like this of two people in blue skin suits holding a giant blue dragon looking head over them um but yeah that's fun that's yeah. now you know how the not the sausage but how the dragon's made um <laughs> dragon sausage yeah cool cool to get glimpses of it um 
Divine Sharika has a really interesting comment here. Uh, There's a leaked video that's circulated on Twitter showing the dragon seeds running toward their boats. Could that be a scene involving the cannibal? So the cannibal is one of the three wild dragons. So in addition to like Vermithor, who was ridden by King Jaehaerys and is just riderless, there are also some wild dragons who live on Dragonstone and the dragon seeds are going to make attempts at them. The cannibal is the nastiest, meanest of the lot. Uh, It's named the cannibal because it eats other dragons. Um, So I haven't seen the video, Divine, but that is probably a pretty fair guess. um, Because if any dragon is going to send a whole bunch of dragon seeds running, could be the cannibal. Um, I guess depending on the uh, fear of the Mm -hmm. runners, it could also be the dragon seeds maybe setting out. Um, if there are a bunch of them together, like setting out to go start their training journey, of trying to, yeah, could be a lot of things. Yeah. We'll definitely look out um, for more leaks as filming continues. Absolutely. But yeah, so that's the latest in Westeros. We got some other fun little things like, uh, Emma Darcy was in a round table interview with a bunch of people like Melanie Linsky from the last of us, Claire Danes, um, and Danes. basically revealed that. Uh, they talked to Amelia Clark before filming House of the Dragon, which we did know that, uh, but that Amelia Clark had told Emma Darcy loads of stuff to prepare her, uh, prepare them for being in the Game of Thrones universe, and none of which they'd like to share. So keeping those Targaryen family secrets, which I kind of love. Yeah, that's nice. And also... Uh, <laughs> Uh, right now, just in case you're interested, somehow I doubt this is going to be very accessible to many people, including me. But uh, there is currently a charity auction to become an extra on the second season of House of the Dragon. I'll put the link in the chat there on Facebook. And I'll... Richard, could you put uh, copy that in, in, into the YouTube, if you would be so kind? Um, basically, yeah, an organization is, you know, got a chance for two folk to be extra house second season two films in London in July. Click on that link, check yes. it out for the low, low price of over and above whatever the next, whatever the next person is bidding you too could be in Westeros. I think the, the bid was like yes. over $4,000 when I checked this morning, I but Hey, that. you got yeah. $5,000 lying around. Yeah. Put it down. Travel to London on your own expense. Be 21 or older, bring a friend and get outfitted in fantasy clothes crazy wig and get eaten by a dragon or whatever they have you do i love that it has it comes with the uh the warning that there's no guarantee your scene will be actually in the show or not um which you know that's standard filmmaking but it's still kind of funny uh you know just seeing that in this charity auction thing just that disclaimer um but yeah i mean basically for people who have way too much money so not me either but who would like to be in house of the dragon and would rather you know secure their spot that way instead of i could liquidate some assets happening to live in the area i could you could liquidate some assets i could sell off you've got some dragon eggs to sell and raise some money i have some fabergé no i don't have fabergé eggs to sell um (laughs) i could if i really wanted to i i I could try I i don't think i'm going to though I need that money. To, You're gonna start to a GoFundMe. Yeah, and I'll just lie. Help me, help me raise this money for charity, so I can donate it to charity and also be on House of the Dragon. 
Okay, thanks. I shouldn't say this, but also the proceeds go to a place called like the Pledgling Foundation, which as far as I can tell is an okay. organization that sends money to the place where the person chooses. So it's not like an organization that supports a cause in itself. Oh, it's like a holding spot for yeah. charitable donations. So I don't know where the money's going okay. either, okay. but who cares? You'll get on House of the Dragon. It's probably going somewhere good. I'm sure of it. Yeah. A GoFundMe for Dan's Yeah, that's the latest <laughs> in Westeros. Uh, beyond that, we don't have too much new news. Uh, Amelia Clark's in Secret Invasion. She's trolling Kit Harrington and saying she got the better Marvel role. Just fun little well, things like that. Neither of them got like the tippy top stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she is good for I, her. I agree with that. But yeah, what else is up, Dan? Well, The Witcher sees the third season of The Witcher. A uh, third and final season, The Witcher, if you, if you depending on how you look at it, drops tomorrow on Netflix. The Witcher, yes. uh, starring Henry Cavill for one last time as Geralt of Rivia and Joey Beatty there as Jaskier, who I'm sorry, it can't be on me. I that hair looks bad on him. It was a bad haircut for Joey Beatty. It should be much shorter. He's in his midlife, Dan. He needs to have bad hair. He's supposed to be like 50 at this point. Doesn't he look 50? No, he looks like a 30-year-old trying to play 50, um, and the hair is not helping. Anyway, that's, that's not the point. Fair. The Witcher, the third... Oh, no, hi, Kitty. It, no, it is not. Yes, um, Coda's crashing the podcast. Hi, Coda. As he does. Hold him up. Ah, uh, oh, look at the little guy. Uh, hey, Coda. He stopped purring. He's like, how dare you? <laughs> but yeah, so The Witcher comes out tomorrow... Um, yes, which is exciting. It's the the first half, so volume one, five episodes out of the eight. Uh, the other three are going to follow on July 27th. And yeah, we've been, I think, at times hard on The Witcher. Have, um, yeah. So I am really curious. I, I'm a huge fan of the games and the books. I'm, I'm really curious about this season. Um, I have not watched it yet. I know people who have seen it who really like what they've seen of season three. Um, but yeah, D- Divine's true. got, I think, a pretty common opinion, which is I don't know if I'll be able to continue watching The Witcher after season three. We shall see if the new actor pulls it off. And that is a question I feel like on just about everybody's mind right now is, you know, what is The Witcher going to look like after this? Yeah, well, it, it, it'll look like a similar show with Liam Hemsworth uh, pretending he's Geralt yes. Rivia instead of Henry Cavill. Um that's some true. of us do have the episodes like i know that you have the episodes to watch what i'll say this mm-hmm. we can't say anything about what's going to happen because it's under embargo what we've what we've heard from some of the people in our circle who have watched it already is fairly positive people seem to be liking yes. this of those who have seen it that said uh the embargo for reviews <laughs> is literally tomorrow morning when the show comes out which usually isn't a great sign. Usually that means the outlet or the streaming service doesn't think the reviews will be good. So they forbid people from publishing them beforehand, only once it's out. Then again, if it's really dire, they won't send screeners at all. Uh, So it's a mystery. It's a crapshoot. We'll watch it and we'll cover it next time. Yeah. We'll definitely be talking about The Witcher on next week's, or I guess 
is next week, yeah, July 4th. Two, Whenever we think do take is. the black again next, we will be wa- talking about The Witcher. Um, I, you know, the embargo thing you mentioned is interesting. I almost feel like, so what you said is true. Usually when you it is lifted at, when the show hits, there it does usually make you kind of question exactly why. Um, because if studios expect it to be really good, they want people building up hype yeah. ahead of time. I think The Witcher has had a few rough runs with things like that. Like That's So true. like Blood Origin did let people, yeah. the embargoes lifted early for Blood Origin and it was pretty Ooh. much universally panned. Good so point. I could understand why Netflix might be hesitant or want to maybe play a little cautiously with this. I feel like this season, it really is like make or break for this show. Like it, The Witcher yeah. has something to prove this mm-hmm. season. Because, you know, there's all this drama surrounding why Henry Cavill left and no one mm-hmm. quite knows. There are the spinoffs, which have, you know, Nightmare of the Wolf, a lot of people liked. I, I enjoyed I have it. Qualms. Um, I enjoyed it, except the fact that they justified the Witcher pogrom, which is like <laughs> uh, kind of betrays the whole point of, of that story. But we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. But so, yeah, this season of the witcher has to has a lot to prove i think to fans who are nervous about henry cavill leaving um after the show's kind of up and down run so far um we got an interesting quote here dan do you want to read this you want me to read this i think you because you're more of the expert here basically i'll i'll, I'll set it up it's so we know okay. henry cavill is leaving and we know liam hensworth is yes. coming in so the question becomes how do you sell that to people how do you replace one actor with a different actor and convince people that this is you know something that they should tolerate or wave away or kind of fit into their suspension of disbelief and the producers have a plan yeah uh, so basically, we got a quote from uh, Tomek Baginski, who is one of the executive producers on The Witcher, uh, who weighed in on this, this idea of how are they going to handle changing from Henry Cavill to Liam Hemsworth in season four. And here's what uh, Baginski had to say. So we have a very, very good plan to introduce our new Geralt and our new vision for Geralt with Liam. Not going deeply into those ideas because this will be a huge spoiler, but it's also very, very close to the meta ideas which are deeply embedded in the books, especially in book five. It's very lore accurate. It's very close to what was set out in the books, and I think this change will be quite flawless. But at the same time, it will be a new Geralt, it will be a new face for this character, and I think it will also be very, very exciting to see. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, very positive, which, of course, they're going to be. He's yeah. not going to come in and be like, man, I don't know about it. Um, I would love so that, trying though. To... I'd love if one time a producer just came in and said, like, we have no idea what we're doing. Oh, we're panicking so much. It's going to be so terrible. <laughs> which, to be honest, I've got to say at this point, anytime someone connected to The Witcher comes out and is like, it's going to be very book accurate. I put my head in my hands and I'm just like, stop saying it. Like, let us see that. Stop telling us that because so far it has just been consistently not the case. So telling us ahead of time that that's going to be the case just makes me worry more. Um, But there's some really interesting stuff in here. Uh, So 
he Beginsky did mention it's very lore accurate. Um, Dan, do you have any thoughts about this? Do you want me? I have thoughts about what he might mean with this, but I want to give you a chance to talk about it if you want to before I ramble. I do not know what it could mean. I haven't read all the Witcher books. You have. You are an expert. Oh, okay. I uh, well, I don't know that I'd go that far, but I have read I have read them all. I'm pretty familiar with them. I can uh, um snappily, um, so... cheekily summarize it. <laughs> Which is a skill in itself. Oh, sure. Uh so in terms of the lore accuracy, we won't get into the events happening in this season. So we'll Thank set you. that aside. There's a way we have written about this on the site. You can find it about how the Witcher could potentially work it into the lore of what's in the time of contempt, which is the book this season is mainly adapting. Mm-hmm. But I, it's interesting here that Beginsky says it's very close to the meta ideas, which are deeply embedded in the books, especially in book five. So if you did not know this, the Witcher is eventually going to become more of a multiverse story. Um, right. Not in the sense that there will be 10 Geralt's, but like world hopping and alternate realities is something that the author of the witcher definitely plays with a lot late in the series um so it's possible that it could be in reference to that um there's also an element of narration here so this is not an enormous spoiler because we've the showrunner lauren s has talked about this way back in the day how her original pitch for the series had siri narrating this story so it was going to be siri mm-hmm. telling the story of Geralt of rivia which that's a reference to something siri. that happens in book five that Beginsky's referencing here that people are narrating this story um so it's possible i kind of wonder if they're going to be like oh no Geralt didn't look like that so it's playing with the idea of a narrator being like <laughs> right. and they actually look like liam hemsworth not henry cavill mm-hmm. The fact that they're saying it meta ideas makes me think they're going to pull some kind of shenanigans. I'm ready to roll my eyes, but I, how would you feel about that, Dan, if they kind of tried to pull a fast one cute. and wink at the audience? I'd much prefer that to like, okay, you know, like literal alternate universe Geralt pops in. I've had, I've had, I've had about enough of that with all the Marvel stuff going on. Yeah. So, and they can't do that. That's not the type of multiverse this is. That would be a huge kind of. There are multiple Geralt's in this multiverse is what I will say. We can find some. But yeah, if they do it as like a Siri got the details wrong, that'd be cool. Or just do it like um, yeah. an old timey sitcom where just the next season, brand new guy is there. Don't mention it. Don't say anything. I like the narration. Yeah. Version, though. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Before they mention these meta ideas, uh, so without going too deep into it, Geralt sustains an injury in this book, which mm-hmm. has a long healing process. So it, my, my theory before this was maybe he'll drink some magic potions and it'll change him so much he'll look different. So accidental magic plastic surgery, but I kind of hope they don't go that route either. So, yeah, it's still a question, but apparently it's a very, very good plan and it will be very lore accurate, which I believe about as much as I believe. I can't think of a good quip, but I don't believe it. Uh, we'll see what happens. I still Only think about Netflix. But I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be I'm willing to be have a mind change. So we'll watch tomorrow. It's gone tomorrow. Watch season three. Yeah. Um, yes. Moving on. As long as we're talking about big Netflix fantasy shows, we also got the first 
not official image, but the first image of filming happening on the second season of The Sandman, starring Tom Sturridge as the immortal dream, and then some jabroni in white flowy pajamas as another character. Um, This show was great. I really like these comics by Neil Gaiman. I like the first season a lot. I wasn't even sure they were filming because the writer's strike came on like a couple of months ago now. I didn't know what they had written, but apparently they've written enough to film some stuff. Oh, because they're going like episode at a time. I think they're not like doing a full second season or whatever they're doing. I'm not exactly sure. Like they're doing it in chunks. And it's just good to see them back in yeah. action because I really, really liked this show. And this is this yeah. might be Orpheus. Oh, sorry, uh, Morpheus. I just realized this might be Dream. This is known, Dream Morpheus, known as Morpheus, and his son Orpheus. Orpheus from, from Greek <laughs> from Greek myth. That's fun. Morpheus named his son Orpheus. That's weird. That's the most realistic thing about this show so far. But I mean, you know, he he has so many names. Yes. maybe the mother did it uh there is a plot involving his son uh, that could be an angel there's plus angel there's a lot of the same as pretty wild and crazy he deals with angels yeah. he deals with greek myth he deals with the far future he deals with the afterlife yada, yada yada it's hard to know but i do like them in black and white flowy fun costumes i bet those really breathe nicely yeah i think it is interesting knowing that they're filming and With another show, I might worry more because, like you said, The Sandman, there's no guarantee that they're going to do a regular second season. They may release episodes at a time. It seems like they're kind of trying to play with their release format, which feels right for a show like The Sandman. But it does make me nervous knowing they're filming and like Neil Gaiman's probably not there. Like it it does make me wonder what the status of the scripts was for Sandman that is going into filming because Neil Gaiman is pretty forward. Like when he can talk about stuff with his fans, he usually does. He um, likes and to he hasn't really up. said anything. Yeah, he hasn't really said anything about the status of the scripts for Sandman season True. two. So I really hope Netflix isn't just like barreling on ahead without his blessing. Like I I'm nervous about it, but I want more Sandman, so. I think it'll be okay, but yeah, the, the writer's strike is over two months old at this point, and I think we'll very yes, n- know is. very soon whether the actors are going to strike in solidarity. So, we just keep yes. hoping it'll end. It's looking more uh, likely. I think we're all tired of it, because we want things to keep going. And um, But yep. then again, hey, writers. I mean, can't we... Is it fair to give good pay and job and security to writers when there are out-of-work robots who could be writing scripts instead. <laughs> so, that that well, is something we could It ask. sounds like... And they're willing to I work for very little money. I think those robots need to spend a few years honing their craft, maybe a decade or two, to so that they can justify these pay rates. And until then, yeah, let's keep paying writers. Um, okay, so okay, fine. The... Couple of interesting things about this that broke in the past day or two. So strike? Uh, I don't think we have this in our lightning rounds. The thing about the actors signing a letter. Yeah, I did hear that. Right. Um, yeah. So like, I think upwards of like 300 actors uh, signed an open letter, basically saying if a vote is called to strike, they want to strike. And it's like Meryl sure. Streep Ooh. and 
um, Alice Olivia Hightower, Cook from House of uh, the Dragon, yeah. Olivia Cook. Um, so a whole bunch of people. I think Jennifer Lawrence is in there. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And I think that's next month. Uh, so next month, the strike may move into a different phase and kind of illustrating why this is necessary. I don't know if you saw this, Dan, there is a new report circling around that the guy who made Squid Game, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Netflix has increased their value over 900 million because of Squid Game alone. That show and, is crazy. And that writer basically gets no residuals for that show and signed over all wow. of the intellectual property rights, which is why they're doing the reality show. So yeah, they basically <laughs> screwed that writer real bad and they are not making a lot of money and Netflix has made almost a billion because of it. So that but is they got a great show out of it. Point. Also, I'll note like good things can come out of writer strikes. Like last time the networks had to turn to reality television and you know what they did? They made a star out of a little person named was, Donald Trump and The Apprentice. Oh, why is this your? Ex- my heart just so the last and died writer a strike made Donald Trump a big TV star. And there's a lot of rumors that the only reason he ran for president was because he wanted to raise his profile to get another TV deal, and then he actually won, and it became a whole thing. But which he wasn't to do. So in a way, the last writer's strike gave us Donald Trump. What gold might this one give us? Wow. Wow. Give him a chance. The AMPTP would be so proud of the argument you <laughs> just made. They'd be like, yes, get that guy. We need to put him on all of our channels. But yeah, it, I mean, things get dirty and messy in something like this. It's super necessary. Obviously, as the Squid Game thing illustrates why it's necessary, because that dude labored over that show for 10 years and basically doesn't have even the rights to it anymore um, and isn't really getting paid accordingly. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, yeah, well, I hope, but there aren't details about any renegotiations quite yet, I don't think. Uh, But that's the gist of what's up in westeros what's up on the continent and what that dream guy in his pajamas is getting up to the dreaming Um, should we talk about the dreaming in the dreaming yes place name and on our real world oh in the writer's world what dream is doing in the dreaming in his dreamy pajama pants um it's a flowy cool manly robe but yeah um that's all of it what are you watching daniel anything new what are you all watching out there we want to know we want to hear from you Call in. Oh, yeah. And th- yeah. And, and also, just sorry, really quick. Uh, hi, Julie. Happy 5.30 a.m. Yes. Good to see you, Julie. Um, Yeah. So there's a ton of TV right now. It's hard to keep up with it all. Really um, nice. The main one that... So I watched the first episode of Secret Invasion. I still need to watch the second. That's I fine. felt surprising. I thought that your... <laughs> Your headline for your review of the second episode, which you can read today on Winter's Coming, summed up how I feel about this show perfectly, which is it's hard to get excited about it. I expected to be really excited about Secret Invasion, and Mm. I watched the premiere and just felt like profoundly meh. And I don't really know why that is. Like the actors in it are great. It just feels like it's trying way too hard to be this serious, heavy thing, and it's not quite pulling it off. There's one scene where Samuel L. Jackson is kind of like interrogating someone and 
it almost oh, yeah. felt like the PG version of of his very famous Pulp Fiction scene where he's like <laughs> interrogating people at the beginning of the movie with the cheeseburger. Like it felt like Disney was like, yes, let's do that. But Taste we're Disney. Burger. So we'll dial it down to like two. Um, yeah. So I have really conflicted feelings. I mean, Amelia Clark is always, you know, always she's very nice. watchable. Yeah. Uh, she's just an excellent actor. Um, but the show itself is just not Expressive really hooking eyes. me. I feel you. I also think um, the intro looks like garbage. The, the I like AI, the intro. intro. I was. I thought it looked neat. I think I the, thought it looked uncanny. The composition. And fun, but, mm-hmm. I mean, like the literal like text on it is not very well composed. It's like it kind of blends into it a little bit There's more than you would it. see with a normal. Well, the credits, the opening credits. The credits don't pop off it as much as they would on something that is meticulously created by a human. I don't even remember the credits. I just looked at the pictures. There you go. Which might say something. There you go. So yeah, so Secret Invasion, uh, jury is kind of out on. Um, You've been watching it, right? What's your opinion? Oh, I mean, you just quoted my opinion from my review. I did. Yeah, it's fine. Um. It's not terribly exciting, but it's fine. And uh, Marvel fatigue is real. And if I were in charge of Disney, yeah. I would hold off all projects except if unless you had something that really, really, really excited you. I'm not going to do it. I got to keep cranking this stuff out. It's fine. It's fine. Olivia Coleman does cut yeah. off a guy's finger in the new one, the the one from today. Ooh. That felt more exciting. It's. I mean, it's an alien she, finger. Yeah, but that, that was pretty intense. She's having a good time. I do like Olivia Coleman on that thing. She she. she she has yeah, a torture she seems scene. like she's having a great time. And by time. the way, the message of Olivia Coleman's torture scene from the new one, torture works. Sometimes torture oh, yeah. simply works. And I walked away from that thinking like, I could see her playing a scene you, like that well. Do you want to send that message, Disney? I don't know. Because the guy cracks and gives him everything. <laughs> DeSantis so is suddenly like, you know what? Disney's not so bad. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And uh, it's fine. Uh, are you watching Outlander, Daniel? Because Julie's watching. She thinks it's fantastic. I haven't started Outlander, Julie. That's great to the hear. Um, I, yeah, I plan on watching it. I need to get caught up on the last couple of season six. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. This seems like a really big season for Outlander. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited for that show. For the more excited than I have been in a while. So that is really good to hear. Um, I'm excited for the Walking Dead Dead City to too. That's been getting really yeah, good great reviews press. it seems like people really like it mm-hmm. um so i'm definitely going to be giving that one a chance at some point good I'm glad. um okay yeah. it, now, now it's the moment where, where i stump the show called warrior which is this historical yes. drama like martial arts drama set in tell me why the, we're missing like, out post-civil if we don't watch war it. san francisco it's coming back to max i think tomorrow or friday it's so so good season three it's a really exciting, again, martial arts action drama, great cast, great story, great action scenes. It's not what widely yeah. seen. That should change. Watch Warrior. Season three drops on Max this Friday or Saturday, somewhere in that range. This weekend. Happy Fourth of July. Cool. Kapow. Yeah, so you've that. talked up Warrior quite a lot. So I'm looking I'm, forward to I, it you have made me very curious. I also saw um asked oh I saw okay last night I watched a tale of two topas uh from the Orville finally I yeah. did cry so what do you think good. I cried good. you're right Mission it was very very good it was very good it, 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 it <laughs> was very movie great family drama in space I also watched Asteroid City the movie from uh Wes Anderson which is very fun 
uh, which had an alien in it. Cool. So it is sci-fi. Although it, it, it counts. Was really, it was really cute. It was like the, the movie is about all these people who are gathered for like kind of like a stargazing event in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And halfway through, they're visited by an actual alien, which is not set up at all, just kind of comes down. And it's done in a very Wes Anderson way nice. where the alien is very kind of weird and endearing and kind of awkward in a, a cute sort of way. Um, it was good. It was cute. If you like Wes Anderson and his diorama loving, stilted, framing, awkward talking thing, it was a good one. One of his better yeah. recent ones. Uh, you watched anything cool. new recently, Daniel? Um, yeah. So I've also been watching Silo, which has its finale on. Hello. Um, and yeah, I am comfortably in the camp now to to preach the gospel of Silo because I think it is pretty good. Um, it was kind of an odd juxtaposition for me to watch episode nine of Silo and then flip to Secret Invasion like a day later because mm. Silo is just like safely in a different league than sure. the Marvel stuff on Disney Plus. Um, I think it is one of Apple TV's. It's probably like one of their best sci-fi shows that they've done. I should um, watch it. I sometimes the jargon can sound a little goofy because like it's this, these ten thousand people, like the last of humanity, in this giant underground bunker where they're unraveling that things aren't what they seem. Ooh. But they refer to like the different levels as like the up top and the down deep and stuff like. That. So like yeah, the yeah, terminology yeah, yeah. can get a little silly. But the show itself is really good. And Rebecca Ferguson, who plays the main character, Juliet. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's um, Paul Atreides' mom, Lady, Lady Jessica. Jessica from Dune. Um, she is amazing. She had a scene in one of the recent episodes with Ian She's Glenn, legit. Jorah Mormont. That oh, cool. I was like, oh, wow, this show can do a scene like this. Like, it, it is pretty damn good. So, yeah, Silo's been great. Uh, beyond that, I've been watching Star Wars Rebels. Uh, my partner turned me on to that this week yeah to get ready for Ahsoka and I've got to say my excitement for Ahsoka went from like middling to like now it's a lot higher because it really seems like it is just a continuation of Rebels it's got most of the same characters I I will say this like Ahsoka is the TV show you know Dave Filoni actually wanted to make when yes, they told him totally. you can do live action Star Wars stuff. He like got through this other stuff. He made up a Fett show or, or saw one or whatever. He made the Mandalorian, which is like yeah. accidentally great and then squandered it. And now it's like, okay, now we get down to business. We're going to do my thing that I actually wanted yes. to do. So hopefully he'll have poured himself into this one. Yeah. And you can really see that in Rebels because honestly, some of the episodes of Rebels are so good that it's like, oh, I wish this was like these sorts of stories they were doing in live action. Um, not that I mean, the animation has held up because it's stylized in such a way that it's like just looks like older animation, but it still holds its own in its style. Well, um, and it's relatively well written for for a kid's yeah, Saturday that. morning cartoon. Um, so yeah, that's been a lot of fun. Um, beyond that, I think the only other media I've been consuming was I've been reading this martial arts science fantasy book called the combat codes, which is mm. like fantasy sci-fi meets Rocky. And it's oh, that's pretty fun. good. It's got some great fight scenes. Um, yeah. By Alexander Darwin. Cool. But yeah. Hey, have you been watching 
reading anything else Dan? i just said a bunch of stuff i'm watching asteroid city all that stuff the idols actually i stopped watching the idol it's just it's too bad um hp really really yeah. with that one they should have aired that on mondays a while ago and aired the second season of perry mason now because that was way better i don't uh. care if the weekend wasn't in it. it it was it was a good show and now it's canceled and that's yeah sad. um but no, I'm, I'm done uh Robert Harris is watching Silo, likes it, different than the book, but the nice. changes apparently make for better TV. Cool. That, you know, I haven't read the Silo books. I've kind of always meant to. I'm sure I will at some point now. Um, I'm not too surprised to hear they changed it because I don't know how familiar familiar you are, Robert, with like how those books got published, but they were like serialized. So Hugh Howie, oh. the author, self-published sections of the first book as like a serialized Smart. story and then they got collected and made into wool so i'm not i'm not surprised at all to hear that they made changes to it but the show seems pretty good so you know i don't it's always a question where it's like you don't know the book so you can't get mad about it like foundations like that everyone i know who has watched <laughs> foundation uh who has read the book is like oh my god this is awful but i don't no one way or the other i don't have an opinion on foundation yet i mean i didn't but, read the book and i thought it was pretty lame yeah so that's but i'm a fair. bit of a cynical bastard so i think a lot of things are lame yeah <laughs> and andrew i will say uh because andrew just said i watched the first episode of silo on twitter um which oh. you watched it on twitter huh. <laughs> that's that is crazy to think of watching a video that long there but uh, if, if it you takes have a little a while to get mark, into, you can upload bear like with two it because it took hours. me a couple episodes. That is a lot of video for it's an a app that I used to have to type like 200 characters on. Is it? Is it a real problem though? Because folk are like leaking whole movies and then it's <sighs> like, and the gotcha. studios are coming down on them. Um, yeah, it, it's going to come up properly. And Elon fired all the quality assurance folk. So it's not being caught for like hours. <laughs> Folkers like folk are watching yeah. the entirety of the flash. And so he goes like, Oh, we lost tons of dollars. Like, no, you didn't want to say that anyway. Um, also, I just have to mention that this morning we flash. can't say anything, but you interviewed some actors from the wheel of time, which has a second season coming up in the near future. That's about all I, I can did. say, I think, but uh, yeah, that is about all we can say. I didn't even know if we could say that, but I've seen the actors posting on social media saying that they had a press junket today. So yes, we were, we were there for that. Um, which is very exciting. Very excited for the Wheel of Time season two and for you all to see it. Um, so yeah, that's September 1st. It's very exciting that that's coming up. I've missed that show. Yeah, looking forward to it as well. <laughs> uh, anyway, should we move on to the final segment? I'm uh, the Wick News lightning round. Also, I'm sorry if I blew your Wheel of Time cover there. I did not mean to. I was just excited. You didn't. No, okay, Madeline, uh, the the actor who plays Egwene blew the cover. I was like, is it okay for people to be saying there was a press junket? But I saw her social media post about it. Um, gotcha. So I was like, all right. Clear. She she put it out there. <laughs> we can at least say it's a thing that happened at this point. Okay, just in case. But everyone watching, all. just shh, don't tell Uncle Jeff yeah. that we uh, talked about this. This is a secret between yeah, leave you this podcast. and us and the internet. Yeah. And we'll just move on to lightning round like nothing happened. Uh, as per yes. usual, yada, yada, yada. Didn't put this in order. Yada, yada, yada. We'll see what happens. Yada, yada, yada. 
Uh, Daniel, why don't you start us off? All right. So uh, David Karenswet and Rachel Brosnahan are officially cast as Clark Kent and Lois Lane in Superman Legacy. Yeah. Your next Clark Kent and Lois Lane. Uh, never heard of David Cornsweat. I'm not sure what we'll have, but Rachel Brosnahan, the marvelous, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel star. She's great in that. Yeah. I can totally see her as a motor mouth reporter in Metropolis. So I think that's great casting. Perfect. The, the, the Cornsweat guy looks like Superman. So yeah, rock on. Uh, well, you like it or not, here it comes. All right, dance is inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got some behind the scenes images from the Daryl Dixon Walking Dead spinoff. Uh, Carol's in the show after all. Melissa M- M- McBride, the actress, yeah. was there along with Norman Reedus uh, when apparently yeah, before I- we thought she wasn't going to be in it. Yeah, I mean, it's still called The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. Uh, mm-hmm. What I heard was that she might be joining for a second season. Oh. We don't know the details of how she's joining, but we do know <laughs> she's going to be involved in it. There are pictures on set. The actor who plays Negan was sharing them and kind of razzing yeah, people was. for giving funny. Norman Reedus such a hard time because everyone assumed he, for some reason, drove Melissa McBride away, which was ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Carol's still around fighting zombies. Um, and ah, okay so here's an actor who is not going to come back to their super large successful franchise Uh, Mm -hmm. Daniel Radcliffe uh, does not think he'll cameo in the new Harry Potter series that Max is making on Max yeah I mean that that, that's the classy move I'm sure they'd want to cast him as like Professor Hoosel Watsits or something or some or adult member I respect the House of the Dragon for not doing any egregious cameos or fan service to Game of Thrones. And I'd respect the new Max yes. series if, like, you know, Emma Watson didn't play Pinky the House Elf or whatever. So, uh, hope that happens. <laughs> then again, yeah, they're same. Okay, I'll, I'll just move on. By the way, that's pretty funny, Julie. I like, like your comment. Damn, Uncle Jeff is coming around for dinner tonight, too. <laughs> um, Daniel, uh, Sony has removed... <laughs> Okay, so apparently noted musician and rapper Bad Bunny was going to be in a one of those Spider-Man villain spin-off movies, El Muerto, mm-hmm. but no more. So he took off a schedule. How big a Bad Bunny stan are you? Uh, I did not know who that was before this announcement. Uh, <laughs> so either to Bad Bunny or El Muerto, who is a very deep cut Spider-Man villain. Um, so... This is apparently due partially to the strike, partially to Bad Bunny's touring schedule. They just ha- kept having to postpone it, so they took it off. And that doesn't mean it's canceled. It just means it's kind of in a weird development hell. Um, I'm not too surprised or sad about it, honestly. How about the next one? You skip it so I can ask you the one that you're going to have an expertise in. Okay. Um. So Paramount Plus canceled star trek prodigy ahead of a planned second season and it pulled it off paramount plus yes they did they pulled off a bunch of shows off paramount plus not just this one star trek prodigy is one of like 80 star trek shows and animated ones more for kids it's got um kate mulgrew i guess captain janeway and uh it's gone it's over they said they're gonna have a second season but not going to now although they might try to get like more tv like another season on another network it's so interesting right now but I can't say why because the buzzer sounded yeah. off. Uh, but yeah, it's gone. All right, Daniel. Um, you yes. are a 
subject matter expert here. Daniel, uh, Natasha <laughs> O'Keefe will play Lanfear in the upcoming second season of The Wheel of Time. Uh, Daniel, who does woman? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we knew Natasha O'Keefe was in the series, but uh, Wheel of Time fan site noticed that her acting agency had updated her resume to say she's playing Lanfear. So now we know who she's playing, and Lanfear is an immortal forsaken, so basically a very strong, powerful sorceress Sounds wicked. working for the Dark One. Um, so yeah, cool to know who she's playing in the show. That's very exciting. That's a very, very important character for the overall yeah. series. Imagine that. Um, all right. Where all right. At? So, oh, this, this is fun. Kudos, mm-hmm. Mr. Bale. Kudos. Uh, mm-hmm. So according to Kevin Smith, uh, renowned nerd, uh, Christian yes. Bale refused to cameo in The Flash, which has copious Batman cameos. Christian said no. Maybe like three Batman in that thing. George Clooney, Michael Keaton, a lot of and Batman. Ben Affleck. Christian Bale said no. He's like, I won't do it. Um, because he has, I don't know, integrity or whatever. You, you put, it's, it's whatever. I don't think it really applies here. I don't think it's that big a deal. So they got Clooney instead for this little cameo. I mean, whatever. That's nice for him. I don't see what he gains by saying no. Yes, I don't. I don't think it's about. I don't want to praise him too hard for having respect. So you won't appear in like a little <laughs> Batman thing. What does it? What does it do with self-respect? But uh, that's just the story. I'm sticking to it. And finally, yeah. Daniel, uh, the TV show yes. Warrior Nun, which is on Netflix, fancy show about like a nun who fights demons, canceled after season two. Fans uh, freaked out, had a campaign to save it. It's coming back to somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting. Congrats to the Warrior Nun fans. Uh, they had a, a whole big campaign to try to save this show. It had a lot of people who really enjoyed it. And then Netflix mm-hmm. pulled the plug on it, as it often does. We don't know where it's coming back. We don't know when it's coming back. We don't know how, but the creator said it is coming back. So, uh, yeah, happy day for the Warrior Nun fans. There happy will be, day. I guess, a revival of the show. And more we warriors, know the deets. more nuns. Yes, Robert's coming back. Uh, two Warrior, two Nun. Two Warrior, two Nun. Robert's a fan. It's coming back. Good for it. The fans really cool. went to bat for it. They, like, bought a billboard across the street from Netflix's headquarters because <laughs> yes. they wanted to bring it back so badly and it worked. Although again, it could come back from Netflix, yeah. cook, cook it a max. It could be a movie for all we know. So no details yet, but it's yeah. coming back. Good for the fans. Always have to be seeing a good fan success story. And folk, that's our show for this Wednesday. Join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. CST or uh, 5 a.m. Australia time if you're so inclined to watch us talk about fantasy sci-fi movies tv anything under the sun styes uh we're also available in podcast form wherever podcasts are available be it i Google player elsewhere although i will say right now next week wednesday the plan is right now to be off for the fourth of july weekend so we will not be doing a show next wednesday taking a break letting this puppy heal up a little bit and then we'll be back the week after that but we will yes. return before we go, I'll just say that if any of you happen to get um, that being an extra on House the Dragon Season 2 opportunity and you're looking for a guest to bring, I would do it for you if I got it. <laughs> so keep that in mind. And goodbye. Take care, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Fansided. 
join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between.